Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Hello, Heal Thy Skin listeners and Derm Health Co. lovers. In this episode of the Heal Thy Skin podcast, episode number 31, I'm going from interviewer to interviewee, where my fiance Alex will be interviewing me and we'll be unpacking uh, my journey into skin and how I'm doing the work that I'm doing today. We talk about the common misconceptions about skin health and I share a myriad of different, really, really interesting statistics about skin health in Australia. We talk about the platform of Derm Health Co. What is it? Who's it for? Uh, the term skin empowerment, what it actually means. And no, I don't think it's this wanky empowerment term that is overused. It's actually got essence. We talk about the future of Derm Health Co. and how actually the future is determined. It will probably surprise you. We talk about the biggest highlights thus far, including some of the lessons from completing an accelerator program through the Latrobe uh, Primer Program for Accelerator and Startups. And we talk about what's coming up in the future of Derm Health Co. So a few little sneak peeks and a few little uh, secrets here that we share. So I hope you enjoy something a little bit different. Make sure you listen all the way through to the end so you can find out what is happening next. And I'd love to hear how you found the episode and if anything surprised you and also congratulate Alex for being such a wonderful interviewer. He's never interviewed anyone while recording before so I think he did amazingly. Alex started by asking me what I thought was the biggest misconceptions about skin health. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about skin is that it's often directly linked to aesthetics. And while I guess the aesthetics of the skin is really important because this is what the world sees, it is actually so much bigger than that because our skin is the largest organ of our body. It literally holds us together and it's the first line of defense from our outside world. So in terms of misconception, I think it's definitely that it's all about aesthetics where if we look at some of the biggest statistics, not just pertaining to, say, skin cancer, but take um, that there's 411 million people globally that are affected by skin conditions and 200,000 of those are in Australia alone. And another one is that it's estimated that 300,000 Australians experience lymphedema every year. And while the lymphedema is not directly uh, limited to skin, it does have many, many impacts and implications to skin health. And much of the lymphatic system is held within our skin. And take another statistic that 
30% of women that have had breast cancer will experience some form of associated skin complication. So in Australia, this equates to about 5,600 or 5,462 women every single year. And then we've all heard the statistic of two in three Australians being diagnosed with skin cancer every single year. And more people in Australia actually die from melanoma each year than our road death toll. So it's really, really staggering. When we put this onto a monetary value, our government and taxpayers spend approximately $3.5 billion every year on chronic wounds. And this is just chronic wounds. This is not all types of skin conditions. Many of these chronic wounds are seen in the elderly. Some lead to amputation and even death. And the functions of our body and skin change as we age, obviously. So what happens is that our cells turn over and or our cell turnover actually slows down. The protective layer of our skin starts to thin. We produce less sebum. And this sebum is one of the factors that helps to create our skin barrier function. So without it, our skin barrier function becomes impaired and we become more susceptible to spring skin breakdown. So if we look after the skin when we're young and we're trying to prevent things such as skin cancer by becoming more aware of the signs and symptoms of skin breakdown, we may actually be able to prevent not just these chronic wounds but other skin conditions as well. And simple measures like daily moisturising for the elderly and moving our body go a long way in preventing these types of wounds from occurring. So I think all in all that just displays that there is this misconception that skin health is about aesthetics because we see it in uh, laser treatments, we see it in injectables and cosmetics, but really what I'm trying to highlight is that it is more than just aesthetics. Fantastic. And how did you get to where you are today? Well, when I was younger, I always wanted to write books and make movies. That's what I thought I was going to do. And I remember one of uh, a birthday card that I was received as a child said, one day you'll write a book. So I didn't start my journey off doing those types of things. I actually started my life, working life in customer service and then in sales and even did a short video course um, in video production. So in my early 20s, I had been living overseas and I need knew I needed to sink my teeth into something. And I met this woman in my travels and she was doing what we call medical tattooing or micropigmentation. And she was doing this tattooing for women that had had mastectomies. So she was doing areola tattooing, but also for someone that may have lost their eyebrows due to, due to alopecia or had scarring on their lips. And what really resonated with me is that it had purpose. So when I moved back to Australia, I went in search of a course like this and I actually came across a health science degree majoring in skin at Vic Uni. And at that time, it was the only bachelor degree course in the English-speaking world that covered uh, and pertained just to skin health other than going and studying dermatology. And at that time, I didn't want to be studying for 12 years, so that's mm -hmm. what I started. Um, so I started full-time study for five years and then worked in various clinics. And 
after uni, I did more study in small business. I also did a course in areola tattooing and demoscopy, which is mole mapping and skin cancer. And then I started to think about what more I could be doing for the industry. Impressive. So what led you to start dermhealth.co? Well, over this time when I was treating and consulting, I would often have lots of patients ask about either a skin treatment or they would say, I've got this concern or this condition and I'd say, well, I don't necessarily have the machinery or the expertise to deal with that. However, I can recommend you to someone. And I would get onto my computer and I'd look at all these different associations and in these associations often they have a members list. So I would call that person, I would see if it would be something that they offer because Mm -hmm. it wasn't sometimes obvious that they would do these types of treatment and then I would recommend that person to go and have a consultation and this just happened over and over again and what I found was that I kind of knew where to search but the general public didn't know where to search and people didn't even know or they weren't even aware of some of these treatments and some of these practitioners that were offering these amazing services that are literally helping to change people's lives and I thought why not? Um, I'll create it. So it is kind of funny how it's come full circle. And now I'm making videos, I'm writing and I'm creating. Um, And while I'm doing all of this creative stuff that I did very early in my childhood, it's in an industry that I'm really deeply passionate about. That's excellent. So um, Derm Health Co, where did the name come from? So Derm relating to the skin and health so Derm Health, mm-hmm. and Co, so Co as a prefix, so at the start of a word, it means joint, mutual, common. And when I think about skin, I think it directly affects our health. Um, but also when it's at the end of the word, it means or refers to an association of people working together. And at Derm Health Co, I really strongly believe in interprofessional practice and us working together um, for better outcomes. That's fantastic. So who did you start Derm Health Co for? So initially it was just as a resource for people to be able to find other practitioners that may call themselves skin practitioners, but they might not maybe they're a nutritionist but they they have a special interest in helping people with skin conditions for example but i think as it's developed there's been a few target or key audiences that i continue to create for one is the patient at the end of the day so evidence-based information there is so much garbage online it is hard to know where to source evidence-based information and what i mean by evidence-based it means that it is researched it's studied it is uh, often more safe or it's performed by someone with a certain qualification Um, So for the patient to find evidence-based information but also locate practitioners in their local area and connect with others because I'm well aware that skin conditions, skin traumas, skin disease can be very isolating. You can feel alone and sometimes connecting with others makes you feel like I'm not the only one. The second is the carer. So this might be for the mother. This might be for the daughter of the elderly woman, for example, that has chronic wounds. And this is really to provide information and a supportive learning environment, and it's about educating. 
And number three, it's for the practitioner. So ultimately, it's for the practitioner who wishes to work more collaboratively with other practitioners, Mm -hmm. but also to raise their professional profile, especially for specialists that might work individually. You know, they they might work by themselves, they might be in an allied health practice, and they don't necessarily have the time or resources for a big marketing budget. So... Derm Health Co. is kind of a platform where they can come together and it's an umbrella for people to be able to find someone that is uh, either has a special interest in skin. So why shouldn't someone Google their skin conditions? <laughs> I think you should. I mean, everyone has gone to Google for something, right? Like I know I've even done it for certain things that have shown up on my skin, but I think ultimately it's about finding good quality resources. So traditionally, if you know where to go, you could go on, say, um, dermatology websites and things like this, which is fantastic and a really, really good resource. Sometimes um, these high-quality evidence-based resources don't talk in layman's terms and they might just be telling about the actual problem or the prevalence or the treatments but it might not go into detail so for example what does the treatment actually entail Uh, where can you get a treatment who provides this treatment so I think that's where Derm Health Co differentiates and it's not like we are one type of practitioner so it's not like we only have dermatologists or we only have dermal clinicians or we only have um, dermatology nurses it's anyone that is working with skin Fantastic. So I've noticed that you've dubbed the word skin empowerment. What does this mean to you? Yes. So skin empowerment and the word empowerment, I know grinds for a lot of people. Um, But I think the notion of skin empowerment for me, it elicits an emotion that is far deeper than skin. It's really about a shift in the way that we view skin conditions and visible skin differences. Fantastic. So what has been your biggest highlight of starting Derm Health Co? Um, there's been there's been a few. It's been a pretty wild ride. I mean, it's it's quite amazing that, you know, you have this idea in the shower or when you're going on a walk and then you start creating and it just snowballs into something that you never imagined. But a few of the highlights thus far, one would be starting the podcast This has been so much fun, Uh, just just creating something that is a different type of medium that is not uh, video, it's not um, print, you know, it's just a completely different medium to work with and also the people that I get to meet. You know, I've, I've spoken with Dr Naveen Somia, who is the president of the Australasian um plastic surgeons. I've spoken to patients with melanoma. I've spoken to Carly Finley, a, um, an advocate, writer and speaker. I've spoken to people from the other side of the planet. Uh, so that has been really amazing. Um, another highlight was speaking at the Australasian Lymphology Association in May 2019. Mm-hmm. And this is where I spoke about changes to the skin for those with lymph dysfunction to a room of physios. 
And I was there with my colleague, Jennifer Byrne, who was one of my uni lecturers and role models. So it was such a privilege to be talking alongside her um, to a room full of people. And uh, yeah, that was that was just an amazing experience. Another one would have been um, in 2019 being accepted into the La Trobe University Primer Accelerator Program quite a mouthful but this was a program that is set out for um, or by La Trobe University for startups so anyone kind of in Australia and I learned from these amazing achieved business mentors and learned the many many facets of a startup um, and <laughs> many things that I was doing that I thought oh, I should not be or uh, yeah it helped me learn things very quickly I think the other biggest highlight, I mean, there's been so many, it's, it's hard to bring it down to just a couple, but um, if I may, I'll share one more. And the other biggest highlight would have been our first event, which was held in December of 2019 in Melbourne. And this was an event, the focus was the change to the skin following breast cancer. It was sold out in four days. We welcomed 60 guests four sponsors or sorry 12 sponsors we welcomed and four guest speakers and just standing there and thinking wow this has you know this is our first event and there's over 60 people in a room that have come to be part of this movement was just really beautiful and overwhelming and and definitely gave me energy to just keep plowing through and create some something more amazing wow wow all right, so they're the highlights. Next question is, what has been the hardest thing about starting dermhealth.co? Um, <laughs> oh, I think probably the hardest things would be uh, time management. So obviously um, Derm Health Co is, yes, it's, it's a business, but at the same token, it's not a business to make money necessarily. It's a, it's a business that really has this um, notion of creating something for the community and it being a lot bigger than just me. So I think it's been challenging to manage my time between having to do work that makes money, which I thoroughly enjoy as well. I'm really lucky that all the work that I do um, – is really enjoyable and I'm lucky to have been able to create that. Um, And it's that time management but also wanting to be able to do it all now and understanding that things take time and when you're creating something, you know, I started it by myself um, on my own and initially I was doing everything by myself and and now I'm building up a small team and I'm so, so grateful that I have um, this team around me that uh, is – um, just blows me away with um, the things that they do. And, yeah, I think those would have been the biggest things thus far. I'm sure there'll be future challenges. Fantastic. Fantastic. So how do you determine the direction of dermhealth.co? The direction. So it's actually from our audience. So I quite... It seems funny, but I think one of the biggest things I learned from the Latrobe Accelerator was continue to test, continue to ask your audience, 
continue to poll, to continue to um, develop and change and alter based on what people are telling you what they want. Of course. So that's been something that everything that I do before I do it, just because I think it's a good idea, I ask the audience. So like last year I did a huge poll across our social media and I learned some things about the audience that I didn't realise they wanted, like 94% wanted patient-focused workshops, which I thought I, I was not expecting that. Um, 98% wanted a larger online resource. So it, it's interesting because I thought that, and, and while there was 86% that wanted more workshops and wanted more events, I found it really interesting that people still wanted this print media um, and also what a big audience the I guess the patients and the, those with skin conditions and carers are actually of our audience as well. Great, great. So uh, what's next for DermHealth.co? Uh, so this year we have more events. Uh, we have three that are confirmed, which we will be uh, releasing more information in over the next week or so tickets will go available next week uh so that's three events there might be another one at the very end of the year uh we're also working on a publication Mm -hmm. so this is a publication again something that our audience wanted uh targeted for different types of skin concerns and conditions so this first issue of the publication is essentially like a magazine, but it's more like a resource book for uh, the focus or the subject is the changes to the skin following breast cancer. And it includes the whole journey of the breast cancer journey that relates to skin health. So we have uh, information about choosing a wig, information about choosing a breast, breast prosthesis. We have information about areola tattooing and scar management and the other changes to the skin and the different practitioners that you can work alongside and the different resource groups. So that's really uh, exciting that we're able to bring that and launch that to our audience. So that will be happening at the end of the first quarter. And then just more interviews, more videos, and even more resources. So where can we download the publication or where can we purchase the publication? So the publication can be found on the DermHealth Co. website, www.dermhealth.co. There is a tab on the website that says publication. It will be available for pre-order from next week. So it probably won't be live when the podcast goes live. Um, But by the end of January, that will be available for pre-order. Great, great. So in five years' time, where would you like dermhealth.co to be? Uh, I mean, it's hard because things do change, you know, at a rapid pace. Uh, but I think from the very beginning, really what I envisioned was a platform, a hub that was focused on skin health and that welcomed people from all different backgrounds that had a skin condition or disease and was feeling isolated or confused about their skin. So I'd like us to become more of a source for practitioners so that they can actually refer to their patients and find practitioners and find resources for their patients. And I'd also like to be able to offer nationwide community events for both 
practitioners, but more importantly for patients. So, for example, uh, doing events about uh, the importance of lymph health and perhaps, you know, women that may have had skin cancer or, sorry, um, breast cancer, for example, they have a higher um, chance of developing lymphedema. So doing workshops and doing events where they can learn about the early detection of these types of diseases so that it's more about either prevention or early detection rather than later detection and then poorer diagnosis or prognosis. Yep. Awesome. So that brings me to my next question. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, The thing that I'm looking forward to the most would, there isn't one thing in particular. It's just seeing how this just grows. It just, it, starts to get legs of its own and that's really exciting to see these things that were just this you know crazy idea in my mind and now flourishing and becoming to fruition so I think that's really what I'm looking forward to just actually seeing it in real life seeing it reality and this freedom to create it's really such a joy fantastic so what would you like to see change in the industry in the industry as a whole, I would really like to see a shift in the way that we view skin. So I would like to see more interprofessional practice. I would like to see us considering the implications of certain treatments uh, before we do them, you know, to protect our lymph, uh, to protect our skin, to help to retain our skin barrier function. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see skin health be taught more in schools and nursing homes and communities and hospitals and it be something that we actually integrate into all types of treatments, whether it be someone that's had a car accident or someone that has had burns, for example. Yes, initially, acutely, they will be treated very, very well by plastic surgeons. They'll be treated very, very well by nurses and carers. But sometimes, and as we've heard from past podcast guests, it can be many years later where a scar may not be aesthetically displeasing to someone but it may start to cause a lot of issues to their movement uh, or issues in day-to-day activities so I think if we can start to think about how things are impacting our skin from a much earlier stage in the healing process then I I think it would really change the face of the health industry in Australia of course of course Okay, so what are three takeaway messages you'd like to share with the audience today? Three messages. One would definitely be pertaining to our skin health. So I believe that we need to fundamentally change the way that we view skin. So rather than it just being about aesthetics and makeup, well, yes, I I think they're very important for self-confidence, etc., that skin health is so, so important for our overall general health and well-being. Number two, um, another message, and I guess this would just be more of a plug, but that as uh, this hub that we've created, as this platform that we've created, seeking opportunities to either collaborate with companies, uh, form partnerships to bring even more to our community. Uh, There are some really, really amazing initiatives happening out there at the moment in the 
in the world of health and well-being and, and skin and and skin health. And I would really like to be able to do some more and collaboration. So if anyone is listening and they would like to look at partnerships, then I would love to speak to you. And number three, I think is more of from for a patient or a consumer or a carer or even just someone with a skin interest, that Dome Health Co is created for you and it will continue to be created for you. So anytime we put a a poll up on a social platform, we use that data to actually form the direction of Derm Health Co. So it is so appreciated when you do let us know what you like, what you don't like even. I mean, constructive criticism is so important. Talk to us about what you want to see. Talk to us about what you're lacking, what you're missing. And um, it's a free platform for you. And and it for the consumer, it will always be a free platform. It was never a platform to necessarily make bank on a, a vulnerable consumer that is looking for a solution. Of course. So I think that's a really big thing. There's resources being added all the time. And again, these resources have been something that the community has said, yes, we want. So I would love for you to check out these resources and I'd also love to hear from you. Fantastic. I think you've got a great model there. So what should listeners do now? So the number one thing that you should do is if you want to learn more about what we're doing at Derm Health Co and be in the know about early releases, then sign up to the newsletter. This is where we release all of our information. Every single week we talk about uh, something to listen to, something to read, something to watch. We share highlights from products and we give you uh, the inside gossip about the events and the initiatives that we're working on and that we're releasing. You'll be the first to know earlier than everyone else. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Manina. Thank you. You know, there's one thing that I love more than skin. That's probably podcast reviews. <laughs> if you're enjoying these podcast episodes, we would love to hear about it. Jump onto your podcast app, scroll down, hit the five stars, go on, we know you want to, and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, you can connect with us on social media at dermhealth.co or send us an email, info at dermhealth.co. And if there is a guest that you would love to hear from on the podcast episode, we want to know about it. Get in touch. Have a great week and we'll speak to you again soon.